All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Draftsman Podcast, where we talk about drawing and painting and art. Okay, well, my name is Stan Prokopenko. I am a painter, teacher, and I started Proko. And this is Marshall Vandruff. This is Marshall Vandruff. I am a Southern California art instructor. Marshall, what have you been up to since last week? Well, let's see. I am preparing to teach again. Since 2007, I've been teaching composition at Concept Design Academy in Pasadena. It's a wonderful art school taught almost entirely by professional artists in the industry. Mm -hmm. And they have me there every year or two to do a crash course in composition. Nice. Yeah. I went to Florida. What'd you do in Florida? It was part vacay, part work. Yeah. I recorded a, a, a demo with Aaron Blaze. He's oh, a that's Disney right. animator. And... Uh, he, he does large animal drawings in charcoal now. I saw the He's promo, right. Yeah. Big lion. Yeah. It turned out really great. I, I went with my family, my, my wife and, and son, and we spent five days in Disney World and Universal. And Cooper's how old? One and a half. One and a half. He loved it. He thought it was his new life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, all right. Well, roll the music. Yeah. I want to give a little shout out before we begin. Go ahead. Um, two people. Yeah. So Cody Shanks, he animated. If for those of you watching, there's an animation to that intro. He animated that. I think it turned out really good. And also uh, my cousin Tom, who. Yeah made the sweater yeah and he also made that song so we sent him a bunch of audio clips of us kind of seeing that and it was crap it was totally out of key time not we're not on um what is it called not on uh, the timing the pi the pit no what what is it well tempo. there's pitch there's pitch but the there's rhythm the time, there's the tempo. Tempo. tempo we were out of tempo and he produced it and made it sound really good so he fixed us he fixed it that's and tom I think it, from chicago tom my cousin yeah and for those, again for those of you watching this is great his chicago sweater that's he wonderful. sells these he's a musician he's tommy fm look him up on instagram and cody is in ohio so these are our two cody shank you introduced me to cody i sure did he was my he is my former student yeah everybody's your former student we oh, went yeah. over this everybody good <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah whoa <laughs> not me that's right i missed you <laughs> so today's episode is going to be about our biggest mistakes oh we, we we talked a lot of good hype about it ourselves last time and i yeah we probably need to even it out balance it with some crap yeah we're talking about art mistakes mistakes in our careers and that kind yes. of thing yeah yeah okay i think Who, it'll be fun who's People gonna go first it. i could start how many do you have? <laughs> I have two, and I'm hoping to come up with more. Okay, well, then maybe I should start, because I have okay. many. Yeah, you do make more mistakes than me. I do, and uh, I <laughs> grieve over them more, too. Let's see. No, just kidding, everyone. I'm kidding. Stop no, judging. It's a, I, I think one of the... It's a mistake I made a number of times, which was early in my career. I just wanted to get paid to make pictures. And when my first commercial job, I got paid 20 bucks for it. And it was to do a series of pen and ink illustrations to advertise an RV company. 
And I did a picture of a guy in a greasy spoon diner who had his hands on his face like this, and I had the hands on backward. Can you describe it at all for the listeners? Yeah, his hands, he's got his, he's got his face in his hands. And if you put your face in your hands right now, you'll see that the little finger side of your hand faces away, faces forward. I had them so that the... You had the thumb thumbs facing on the front out of the face. Because when I drew it, I held my thumbs up and said... Oh, okay. you were looking at your... Th I was looking at my <laughs> own hands from my point of view and didn't think to turn them around. Oh, my God. I know. Rookie. But I... <laughs> we have to insult each other after each mistake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This isn't a counseling session. This is like right. a, Yeah. What an idiot I was. Yeah, but you're I, such an idiot. Michael. I didn't even know. And my brother who got me the job came back from the RV place and said, they say that they think there's something wrong with the hands. And I remember looking at the hands and looking at my thumbs and saying, no, there's nothing wrong. That, that's right. And so he took it back and told them that. And they said, okay, I have the picture. We can show it to people who watch the video. Yeah, and we'll, well, and we can have a link in the description as well. But that was not just a problem of hands, Stan. Yeah. That was a problem of taking a job that I was not ready for. I didn't know that I got it wrong until years later oh, when I wow. looked at it. I just, so the people that accept, that hired you also didn't know that it was They wrong? knew something was wrong, but they didn't know what it was. Okay. It makes me realize now that most people don't pay attention to anatomy. But I'd like you to look at this picture, those of you watching it on the video, and think you could study anatomy with this guy. But here, was, here were some other things. I did know when I got a job in my 20s for Disneyland to paint a maypole as concept art that I had no... Wait, is this I, a second mistake? This was no. There's many of... Uh, I can, if you want me to list all of the no, ones that I, I did I for clients. No, I want to take my turn. Oh, oh that's right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, well, wait, now wait, wait. I want to hear your maple. Yeah, let me let me finish because <laughs> yeah, maple say is connected with the first one. Oh, okay. It's I'm that sorry. I I'm took sorry. I took jobs I wasn't ready for. Okay. And there were only three or four times where it was really bad. Okay. Because only the, three or four. Yeah, out of you know seven or eight hundred jobs. Oh wow, were, you've had seven or eight hundred jobs over my over my whole career. Yeah. That's whoa. Yeah, I know that because I when I had to purge my invoices. There were about 800 invoices. I've had like three jobs. Well, I had to make my living with this. So it's like I'd take anything. So are you anything. like 700 times older than me? No, Stan, <laughs> that's so rude. <laughs> yeah. Now. Uh, I am young and immature. Should we get back to the Maypole? <laughs> the Maypole. Oh, so I'm, again, I interrupted. <laughs> Go ahead, Marshall. I really, I'm really curious. To now, I know I've told Maypole. this story many times, but it was a pivotal story in my life. The Maypole was a round thing in the hub of Disneyland that had little staircases all around it on a circle so that everybody could get up to the platform and women would dance around the Maypole dressed in spring colors. And I had no idea how to do this without looking at a model and copying. And so I, I fudged those little stairways by just completely redrawing them and redrawing and redrawing the lines don't look right i had no idea how to place vanishing points when they spin around and it got me into so much trouble i agree the, the job ended up being okay because all it was was concept art like give an idea what it looks like but uh i realized then i am in my 20s and i'm making my living as an illustrator 
and I have no idea how to do this. So it was hum it was humiliating to me. It was painful, and I also mm -hmm. recognized I need to start my education over. Okay. There are, are a few other uh, jobs. So you that messed failed. up on anatomy and perspective. I did. Okay. Um, is it my turn now? Yeah. Okay. So this one, some people might know about. I did a live stream once where I was teaching people how to draw from imagination. Charlie's <laughs> smirking. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, this, this one became a meme. Um, I'm pretty proud of this, actually. This is my favorite mistake. So, I, um, I, was, I thought I was extremely prepared. Like, I had 10 pages of notes, all organized very well. And I started drawing, and I just wasn't prepared for the actual drawing part of it. Like, I prepared everything I was going to say, but I wasn't sure what I was going to draw from imagination. And so I started drawing this, like, kangaroo-type creature. Mm -hmm. And it started looking like a fetus. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 was, it was so bad that the next morning when I came back into the office, there were already, like, 20-something... Uh, memes like people would took my the shape that I created and turned it into just a bunch of random stuff like um, they were trashing you they oh were... yeah they were absolutely making fun of it they were just turning it into these funny things um, it was all over um, what's it called that website 4chan For, yeah it was a 4chan thing so you know they're brutal yeah. they there is no limit to how, what they'll what yeah. they'll do with it um, it's hilarious. Just look up Proko Kangaroo, 4chan, whatever. And you, you, you guys will you, find you it. You can show a high-speed version of it here? Yeah, we'll probably flip through some in the video, and we'll have a link in the description. But but it doesn't yeah. seem to have damaged you. It. I was confused at first. I was like, is this good? Like, is this okay that this happened? Like, I wasn't hurt by it at all. I wasn't hurt. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like... I'm fine. I I know I'm good. Like I don't need reassurance from like you know people on 4chan. Yeah. And I know I know I messed up because my I I knew before going into it that my strength was not drawing from imagination. Mm -hmm. But I thought I would do okay, and I I just I failed so hard. Um. So that's what the and beginning. I knew I just wasn't prepared. That's what the beginning of the Kim Jong Gi thing is about. When you said uh, I'm I'm not good at drawing from imagination uh, uh, of all people that's what you were referring yes, I was, to and i we think i even show I, we showed the kangaroo in that video and okay. yeah if you have never know, uh, seen it you wouldn't know what yeah, if you didn't about. recognize it as a kangaroo that's kind of the point yeah i was not hurt by it just because I, I have thick skin I, i'm fine but i wasn't sure if like this would damage the the brand yeah i was like are they are people gonna actually think that i'm 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 a bad artist because of this. And it, it didn't. It didn't. I don't think it did at all. I think everyone just kind of laughed it off. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Next. But next also, there's, a, there's another good thing so. is that it sets up the dynamism for an irony that you will be the great kangaroo from imagination <laughs> artist in coming decades. Yeah. And now I want to run with it. I want to I maybe do like a realistic painting where I take that kangaroo shape and do something actually cool with it. Or yeah, something. yeah. I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lu Lucille Ball, there's stories about her. She was one of the most successful personalities in television, and she was uh, stories about her being rejected from film. But all, whenever you look at a success story, there's bound to be, when you look at the beginnings of it, there's going to be some irony, some wound, some thing yeah. that the person who was the worst becomes the best. And part of it is because 
you set up the rebound for it. Just jumping in mm-hmm. and just taking the risk and then redoing it if, if you if you failed. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I did. I was like, well, I'm going to do a live stream. I'm do drawing for imagination. I'm probably not prepared, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. What's your next biggest mistake? Well, let's see. The ones that I mentioned at the beginning were saying yes to things that I probably should have said no to until I was ready, though I don't regret them that much. Mm-hmm. They they bothered me, but there's there's one thing. This isn't art related, but this is one thing that really got me. You know who Mel Blanc is? No. He's the guy who did all the almost all the voices for the Warner Brothers cartoons, Bugs oh, really? Bunny and Daffy Duck, and all oh, that. Cool. And when I was in the 1980s, I was uh, late 70s, 80s. I was enamored with him. I think he's one of the greatest vocal talents that ever lived. And I mentioned this to a woman at Fullerton College, Yvonne Alanese. I don't know why she was involved with a community college there, but she said, Marshall, I know Mel. I've known him ever since I was a little girl. I live near him and I see him all the time. And he's really sociable. If you wanted to go over and meet him, you know, you could. And I I thought, wow. And I told my friend Nigel, because he and I were such big fans of Mel Blanc. And I remember telling her, no. And the reason why is that I didn't want to bother him. Here I am, a college student. He's a famous voice artist. Why would I want to come over to his house and bother him? And when I said no, I felt like there was something stupid. There was this voice underneath me saying, don't say that. But I said it, I think I said it out of just nervousness or fear. And when Mel Blanc died and it was in the newspaper, that voice came up in full volume and said, you idiot, you turned down the opportunity to meet Mel Blanc. And you said no out of fear. That was the the thing that I said no to that I think I most regret. I know it doesn't have anything to do with art. It does. It's your art here. Well, I mean, voice acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to throw insults at you right now, but you didn't throw insults at me. So yeah. I feel, so, I, yeah, think, well, I feel I, like you need to insult also, my kangaroo mistake before I could. Yeah. Marshall needs to take the gloves off. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's yeah, come a, on, Marshall. That's, that's Slap it's me. Like kangaroos are boxers. Gosh, what a moron you were for trying that kangaroo. Is that it? Your That's turn. Yeah. Now, go ahead. You, you can hit me. <laughs> Is that all you got, Marshall? Anything you're going to tell me about Mel Blank? Hit me where it I hurts. I worth. I I'm not really good at insults right now. I'm just feeling such Let's work on it. Such good humor on, and bonhomie one more, and one more insult. Milk of human kindness is so permeated in my fiber of being that one I just more. hate. Uh, <laughs> gosh, Stan, what an idiot! Get this. <laughs> the same thing it's causing him physical pain to try and insult this is more this is worse for you you're insulting yourself i'd sure like to see that kangaroo (laughs) wow gotcha can can we just can we run a little video clip of it and then we can dub my laughter oh the kangaroo is an insult on itself you don't even need to say anything yeah no just run it and and then we can overdub my my response which will be this Oh, Stan, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. How was that? That was horrible. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll work on right. it. I'll watch the Groucho Marx insults on YouTube and rehearse them. Okay. How about you? Are you going to give me grief for the Mel Blanc thing? You're an idiot. <laughs> That's the best you can do? Sounds like a Marshall Vandruff insult. That, 
Yeah, wah, it was. Wah, wah. yeah, that one was worse than yours. Yeah. Okay, so my next mistake is more of a businessy one. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like my mistake was to do the anatomy episode or the anatomy course too early and to to extend it to four it's been like four years now. you were hoping to get it done in a year i was hoping to get it done not in a i think it was like a year and a half that i was hoping to get it done but even then even if i did do it in a year and a half i think that was the wrong move i think it would have been smarter for me to do the drawing basics course first start with the 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 wider demographic mm-hmm. because anatomy is so focused is for people that want to draw humans and not just that but they're advanced enough that they're ready for anatomy at that point which which like removes a large amount of the artists that are on youtube a lot of people don't um, get serious enough to actually start studying anatomy at that level because my anatomy class is pretty advanced it's not like a an overview of a human body. Like we dive in as deep as you want to go. Indeed. Um, and so, I think a lot of people get uh, overwhelmed with over, it? yeah, overwhelmed yeah. With, with the the level of content. There's too much information. Yeah, but boy, that's what I. That's why I admire it so much. Now, yeah, no, I, I think for what it is, I think I did a really good job I do do, creating an anatomy course. I just think it's too early. Should have done it later. Okay, now do you do you want a there there from me? There there. Maybe I should give it to your audience. Yeah, they're the ones that. That's right. The there there <laughs> is that if you do if you wait a year, yeah, the, the anatomy course is still going to be there. That's the great thing about this is that if. If the teacher is no longer available, they're busy, they're dead or whatever, you still learn from them. Sure. I'm just saying that my business would have grown much faster if I yeah. had created a course for a, a, a wider audience. Yeah. We would have had much more funding to grow quicker. So that was a macro strategy thing. There was no strategy. You just when wanted I decided to, to I was like, I want to teach anatomy. And I just went with it. Yeah. It was a mistake. One of those things where you jump in and you do it, and then it's a mistake that's like lasting for four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't get out. But I am happy with the anatomy. I think it's a very good course. I'm very proud of it. Yeah. If I wasn't proud of it, I would have just cut it and just given everyone a refund. But yeah. I think we've given them like 10 times more content than what we charge and more than any other anatomy course i have ever been aware of there's nothing that compares to it to me you're right yeah (laughs) also there's an uh there's the thing arnold schwarzenegger used to quote this about uh suffering is temporary film is permanent and no matter what the story was about the development of this if it's there and it's on film it's as 10 years from now, 20 years from now, who yeah. cares? I mean, you're, you'll, you're... Yeah, eventually I'll fill in those gaps. And you've done well enough to build the studio. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not that bad but a deal. imagine. Yeah. Imagine The if. kind of... How we could have a bigger space, better microphones. Yeah. Because, you know, even to this day, the figure course outsells the anatomy course. Does it really? To this day. How about that? Yeah. Folks, do you, are you hearing this? So that, I'm not surprised. The figure course is for everyone, almost. It is. And the figure course, I also think is, it, I mean, there's no life drawing course that can even compare to it. So 
But the drawing basics course will be for even more everyone. Okay. <laughs> everyone yeah. plus everyone else. So you're going in reverse order, which is the way a lot of people do things. Yeah. Oh, well. So, you know, it just occurred to me that my other mistake wasn't a mistake. Is that something I did right? Yes. <laughs> it was... It, <laughs> what? I, I, well, that's the end of our mistakes. Should we end on a positive note? No. <laughs> That's not what this is about. I want to talk about a lesson okay, that I Okay, five seconds. What is it? What's your no, non-mistake? So you got to give me one minute. 30 seconds, go. 30 seconds. <laughs> I said yes to too many jobs. I worked myself so hard. And then there came a point where there were so many jobs coming in that I could tell people no. And when I started to turn down jobs, at first it was a bad feeling, but then it was a feeling like, I don't have to do that. It was a good feeling. It made me feel like a grown-up. Oh, what are we going to do? Voicemail? You, you want to do a, uh, what, what did, we need to figure out a better name for it. Yeah. Voicemail, art line. Art line. You guys in the comments, if you're on YouTube, tell us what we should name this segment where you guys call in, you leave a voicemail and we answer your question. Yeah. Art line, voice. Oh, you have a great voice. Could it somehow be connected to how like sexy your voices? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> voices with Marshall. No. So we'll if if you come up with a good name, yeah, for this segment of people asking questions, we'll name it that. But it, it has to be something clever. Like for example, here's a segment that we're thinking of. If you guys send us physical mail to like our PO box, we have we're not starting this yet. Maybe in the future episode, we're gonna call it Junk in the Trunk. Wow, got, that's a clever name. We got a trunk. So we're going to, your mail, your packages will go in the trunk and we're yeah. going to call it. What's in, what, what no. Junk yeah. in the trunk. Junk in the trunk. It's great. It rhymes. Yeah. So look, look forward to that. Okay. But yeah, leave, leave us a comment. What do you think we should call this uh, segment? For now, it is Artline. Artline. Okay. Let's get a question. Hi, this is Jen, and I was wondering, what do you think the best iPad app is for drawing? Oh, interesting. That leaves me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, I mean, this one will be short then. I might be a little bit biased because I've been working with uh, the creator of an app, and they've been showing me stuff. And I'm, I'm not actually working on the app, but um, I've been talking a lot to one of the creators of Infinite Painter. And I tried it out and I thought it was very good. It's the first time that I was actually really impressed with the tools that they have. It's not um, just like a copy of Photoshop's tools. Mm -hmm. It's an improvement on them. Wow. Um, the That's... level of customizability they have on their brushes is amazing. Their perspective tools are really good. I think you need to try it. I do. Have you ever uh, drawn on an iPad? No. Crap, maybe you should, <laughs> maybe you should try well, we're gonna it. Have, we're going to have but, tests with me yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, we'll, we can save channel. that for another episode. But yeah. For now, um, so Infinite Painter, I think, is very good. And it's one that not too many people know about. And I think you guys should give it a try. Download it. It is a paid one. It's not free, but I don't know if any of them are really free. I know every, all of them have, like, a free um, version, and then you have to upgrade. Mm -hmm. But I think it's worth it compared to, like, Photoshop, which costs, was it, like, $40 per month. This is like a one-time payment of $7 and you have it forever. Yeah. And you get all the updates. It, it's like, it, 
It's a no-brainer. It's so cheap for a drawing app. But there's also, you know, we got Procreate, I think is like the main one. Yeah, that's one even, I hear everybody even you've talking heard about, about how much they love, yeah. Um, there is Photoshop Sketch, which is mm-hmm. Photoshop's version, mm-hmm. which um, I think I've tried a tiny bit, but I don't know too much about it. There's a bunch, but... Uh, oh, oh, and um, Sketchbook Pro. Sketchbook Pro is another uh, very popular one. I remember I've used Sketchbook Pro on the... I think Scott Robertson did their... Uh, he helped develop their perspective. He tool. sure did. I remember yeah. that. And I liked Sketchbook Pro when I messed with it. I like Manga Studio Pro too, which they it, changed to... The, yeah, but do they have uh, an iPad version? I don't know whether they do or not. I don't yeah, I'm not sure iPad. if Manga Studio is available or not. Yeah. Maybe it is, actually. I don't... Charlie, can you look it up? Yeah. Manga Studio iPad? Uh, and it's not called Manga Studio anymore, by the way. Right, I know it isn't. It's like Pro Clip Pro. Yeah. Uh, they had good brushes, though. Good, good clip. Paint clip Studio Paint. Clip Studio Paint. God. Yeah. Ugh. Why? Why? Why would they do that, right? I don't know. Clip Studio Paint. Anyway, those because are... Because it was trying to get away from the manga market. Right? I know, but still, they, they could have... They had an opportunity to... It does look like you can get it on the iPad. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, there you good. go. That's probably a good one, too. Yeah. Bad name, but great... Uh, probably a good app, because the desktop version of it is good. Um... But guys, I don't know if we're the best ones to to recommend this stuff because we're both of us aren't really digital artists, right? You you're you're purely traditional. I uh, well, I spent ten years living in front of the computer when I made the switch in 1994. To everything became digital from airbrush to that, and I got so sick of 16-hour days in front of an big CRT and even now just a moment in front of the laptop makes me feel like I never want to sit in front of a computer screen. Mm-hmm. Do you have Again, a Cintiq? Pardon? Do you have a Cintiq? No. No. So you so you don't draw on a tablet? Not at all. Okay. And I don't want to. I mean, I if you're going to make your living in the arts, you're going to work on a tablet. You're going to yeah. work. I, I mean, I, I worked on a tablet for years. I just. Oh, you did? Yeah. I worked on a Wacom tablet with in front of a desktop in Photoshop and okay. Painter. But I just grew to not like the experience of being in front yeah. of a computer. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. Again, you're 60. Yeah. That makes a difference. Yeah. You yeah. get a, a decade or two of it, and all you want to do is go out and roll in the bushes. Yeah. Well, it even, I mean, I'm even too old for it. My generation, mm-hmm. um, I didn't, I mean, like, tablets just started getting good when I was like, you know, in early 20s yeah. or just before that. Um, and Cintiqs didn't even happen before. Well, how long have Cintiqs been around? Maybe like 10 or 12 years. But that was the first time where you could actually draw on the screen you were looking at rather than look at a screen and then draw down here by the keyboard and it's separate, you know? You know why I didn't care about that? Why? When when Cintiqs came out, here was the thing. When I was doing drawing on paper, I was hunched over like this, and my posture got so bad that when I saw pictures of myself, I was shaped like an apostrophe. Okay. And so when I started to work with the Wacom tablet in my lap and the screen there, there was hope that my posture wasn't getting worse by the hour by making a living. And so to right. go back to having it here, the, the you disconnect- don't have to go back to the screen on your lap. My Cintiq is still in front of me. Yeah. I'm looking up 
and I'm and my shoulders arm up here. Yeah, my arm is up. I actually liked the posture of having the Wacom tablet. Yeah, so you're looking here. up and your arm is down. Yeah, here. I like that. So and your shoulders it more relaxed. Didn't take any getting used to. It happened yeah. in a matter of minutes. At all, I move it here and I see it there. You know, to me, it made a big difference. Mm -hmm. I worked on a tablet. Mm -hmm. I had the Intuos Two. Yeah. For like twelve years. I remember it. It, it got so dirty. Yeah. I think I cleaned it once. <laughs> it's <laughs> disgusting. But um, yeah, I got that thing very early on. I think when it came out and I worked on it for 12 years and I, I really didn't like actually drawing on it. That's why I never really made the switch to going to doing most of my stuff digitally. Mm -hmm. But then when I got my first Cintiq, uh, probably like six, five or six years ago, mm -hmm. I actually started really enjoying drawing digitally because it was a much closer connection to what I felt like on paper. Yeah. Um, and I felt like a lot of my, what do you call that? Like the hand-eye hand coordination that I got really good at mm -hmm. uh, with paper, it transferred over digitally now and I, I could, my strengths are now there. I don't have to relearn how to draw again. Yeah. Um, so it made a big difference for me. Yeah, and I've heard that from other people. In fact, I, one of my colleagues my age uh, yeah. lives for the Cintiq and he said it changed everything. When it happened, he just loved the fact. We used to imagine, instead of having a CRT, wouldn't it be nice to, a CRT was a cathode ray tube. It was a great big heavy screen that would uh, blast radiation yeah. at you. And yeah. it was so fatiguing. Well, that's we, not a problem anymore. No, right. Yeah. And, and we imagined, wouldn't it be great to have something that would be like a magazine for its resolution? Yeah that you could work right on it and change the pixels. And we thought, well, it'll be a long time before that comes around, but obviously it's around now. Yeah. So it's great. Cool. All right. Well. But we aren't the people to ask because there's other people yeah. out there making their living with this that are so yeah. immersed in it. that they. I mean, we've been using digital for 15 years or so, so we, we, yeah. we know a little bit. But yeah, there's professional digital illustrators that are better to ask. But yeah. Anyway, I'm that's our opinion. I'm happy with my Intuos But 4. again, I want to conclude with that, though, with, by saying that it really doesn't matter too much which app you use. I'm sure Procreate is amazing. Sketchbook Pro is amazing. Infinite Painter is amazing. Uh, like, they're all good enough to create really good art in. Don't focus too much on the app. Just try them out. See what you what you like and and, and go with it. Don't spend too much time worrying about which app you're using because um, they're all good. It's more about your skills. It's the, the app is the least important thing. Yeah. Figure that John Singer Sargent didn't have an app. Yeah. Van Gogh didn't have an app. They, they could <laughs> give, give him a lump of ch yeah. barbecue charcoal. It's the equivalent of asking what kind of pencil do you use. So. Yeah, I think so. Anyway. Marshall. Yeah. What's your thing? Okay. Golly, it's come up this quick. You want me to start? Yeah, I want you to start. Okay. You guys hear that? Ooh. That looks like a piece of technology. Can you guys guess what it is based on the sound? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before you say what okay. it is, who would ever, if they didn't know, say, well, I know what that is. <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay, guys. After I reveal it, be honest in your comments if you actually knew what it is. I'm, I'm, I think some people will figure it out. Sounds like know. a morassant crawling insect. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, these are headphones, and I, I really like them a lot. Um, these are the Microsoft Surface headphones. They're quite expensive. 
$350. Yeah. Um, but I finally decided to take this, take the leap and spend some, because I have these on for hours every day. So I was like, damn, I, I should just get some good ones. Um, they're comfortable? They're very comfortable. Um, and they have batteries in them? They do. And they're and, Bluetooth. And can you recharge the they're, batteries without taking them out? What? Can you recharge the batteries? God damn it, Marshall. Yes, you can recharge it. You can't even take out the batteries. You pl- you charge them by plugging it in here. Okay. Okay. They're noise canceling and it, th- that works pretty well. The main thing I really like about these though is that on the right side, you guys got to look at the pictures of these things. There's a dial. So the whole thing twists and it controls the volume of the sound that's playing. And then on the left side, you twist you twist this whole thing and it controls the noise volume. So it controls how much noise cancellation is happening. So you have two, you, you turn your left ear to, to change the volume of the noise, turn your right ear to change the volume of what you're listening, and you can kind of go back and forth. Yeah. So like if I'm walking to work, I can, I can turn up the volume of the noise mm-hmm. so I make sure I can kind of hear the traffic around me and like, you know, don't run, you know. You know, you, it's safer to hear your surroundings when you're walking on the street. It is. Yeah. So. so it's a great thing. I love these things. And Only- I love the way they look. Only $350 and you can cancel out or listen to the noise around you as you yeah. walk to work. And this is not our sponsor, by the way. Wouldn't it be funny if it was, though? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's hey, hey. But this is not sponsored. I, I really just like these. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to get those someday. Shut up. You can afford this. <laughs> uh, you live in Southern California. Everything That's costs right. $350. That's right. Yeah. Those shoes that you're wearing only cost $100. That's true. Okay, Marshall, what's your thing? Uh, boy, this is a tough one. I'm going to choose, since I just finished it this last weekend, a, a great courses called Heroes and Legends, taught by Dr. Thomas Shippey. And it, is, it starts with Frodo Baggins, and Odysseus, what? it goes to Sherlock Charlie's Holmes. Vibr- Charlie perked up as soon as, <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> what? Oh, because you were in Lord of the Rings. He, he heard oh, Frodo yeah. Baggins, he's like, what? I've actually what? been lending out the uh, extended editions uh, to the office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, of, of he's got Sherlock Holmes in there. He's got uh, James Bond. He's got Robin Hood. Uh, he's got all of these different characters uh, that he spotlights. Oh, wait, maybe he doesn't have Robin Hood. I might be mixing that up with another. Is this a fictional thing or not? These, he's, it's, it's heroes and legends of literature. And does he combine them all into an actual story? Or it's, he it's, like no, talks it's, about it's them? 24 lectures okay, on lecture. the type of hero they are and how the heroes of... For example, Frodo Baggins was a particular kind of hero that was unique to the 20th century. The Greek heroes, you'd never write a hero who was an everyman like Frodo Baggins, but it was at the time of World War II where so many people were put in situations, they were every people that had to make decisions where everyone's life is, is uh, contingent on it. And so the, the 20th century, mid 20th century was hungry for a hero of that type. And one of the themes he does through this course, talks about through this course, is that it is the great masters of literature who give us heroes that we wanted, but we didn't know we wanted them until we got them. He includes Sherlock Holmes and uh, Celie, I think is her name, from Color Purple. He includes James Bond in there. And the last one he ends on is Harry Potter. 
The one on Harry Potter is fascinating because he believes that Harry Potter is, as Frodo Baggins was to the 20th century, Harry Potter is to the 21st century, and his insight to the history of literature, his insight into these characters is fascinating so that I've taken about two years on this course. Oh, wow. I've gone through it twice. I'm going to go through it two or three times How more. long is it? They're, they're 24 lectures at a half hour piece, so it's okay, 12, 12 hours. Hour course. Okay. And his delivery, he's got an accent, and it's <laughs> enormous amount of information, and everything he speaks <laughs> is fascinatingly represented. So I can listen to the music of his voice all through those 12 hours and love it, but the content is just wonderful. Okay, that sounds really exciting to me. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's one of my favorites. If you're interested in like character development, storytelling, even if it's through visual form, this might be helpful? It's helpful for anyone who's telling stories. Okay, It is one of the best overviews of what a hero is. He gives a definition of a hero and then says there's all sorts of variations on what a hero is. I know that Joseph Campbell's uh, Power of Myth and Hero with a Thousand Faces is very popular. And I uh, apologize. that I just don't get that excited about it. I mean, I read one of two oh. of his books and, and also uh, all of the Bill Moyers interviews. This to me is, is 20 times better than what Joseph Campbell offers for insight into what makes heroes. But even for a person who's not a storyteller, one of the things that's so inspiring about it is that you recognize what heroism is, sheroism, uh, making choices in life, the kind of things that are the stereotypes of it and the kind of things that are the core of it. And so I am just so excited about it that it's hard not to talk about it. So you asked me, what's my thing? I just finished cool. it. Dracula is in there too. Cool. Dracula is an interesting I'll check it out. character. Yeah. I'm, I actually am curious. I'm going to check it out. I, I actually am going to check it out. And right now, that I think it's on awesome. sale for 35 bucks or something like that. You know, it's normal. these are normally three, $400 courses, but they put them on sale periodically through great courses. So that's been awesome. my thing. Well, thank you, Marshall. I love your thing Thanks. this week. Yeah, great accent there, too. <laughs> I, I just do a random voice. Um, so thank you guys for watching or listening. Yes. Please subscribe at proco.com slash draftsman. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Why not? Like, comment. Yeah. Please support the show. Yeah. All right, guys. Send in voicemails. Send. Oh, yeah. Send in voicemails and leave a comment. Okay. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye.